All right, and we're back. Welcome to the next escape show with your host, Calvin. And Kiara. Very dramatic. Very, very dramatic. Just like Cerebral. Yeah. That's the mm -hmm. game that we're talking about today. Uh, mild spoilers. If you have not played Cerebral, I definitely recommend just hitting a fat snooze on this episode and coming back after you've done it. Yeah, we don't want to spoil any of the fun no, stuff. No, spoilers for you. <laughs> but uh, we're going to talk about some cool stuff. This room has been a treat uh, for us to, to make in a way. Um, there's... there's cool things that we haven't really experienced. I know that um, every room we make a little bit different, which kind of makes it difficult to make like creating rooms into a process instead of a project. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing that they were teaching me at business schools. Like the more you do something, the less it's going to be a project and something that just processed, right? And there are definitely processes that we're adding that we did to this room, but there's still like, there's always barriers that we're trying to push forward. So, like, when we opened up Global National back in 2019, we really were just trying to push the envelope that, like... We can do this. We can do this. Yeah. And then we're like, all right, let's make Clancy's Lodge. And we're yeah. like, okay, well, what can we do in Clancy's Lodge that's different than Global National? We were like, we can make it a set. We can make it look nice. An actual set. All right. Yeah. Let's try it. Let's do it. Yeah. And then and Kings, then Kings Keep Keep was like, let's... Do everything we've done before. Pull all the levers. But this time, this time there's not a single normal style lock. Everything else is, it's just all going to be electronic puzzles and just be insane. It was insane. The yeah. set was insane. The puzzles are insane. I still think that that's going to be like our fan favorite room. Yeah, right? I think so too. I think that that's um, going to be one of the rooms that we're going to be known best for, yeah. for a, like a good, good birth, I think. Yeah. But this episode is about what makes uh, Cerebral kind of different from our other rooms. What, what, what in Cerebral pushes the envelope for next gen escape? Um, and so we have, we have quite a few things that we'll be going over, but uh, yeah, let's just jump I mean, right into it, huh? Jumping into it, like where, how do we come up with, like with the idea of doing cerebral, right? Like we kind of realized that we wanted to do a scary room. Uh, we we had done creepy rooms with Clancy's Lodge. We had done kind of horror-y games with the Escape Crate, the Murder Crate. Uh, but we hadn't done like a full-on like horror room where we were trying to really scare you. Yeah. And uh, I was a little intimidated at first. I like I, I wasn't really sure if we'd be able to do that, if we could actually be like the scary people. I don't know, that's an insecurity of me, because, like, for improv, I could always make somebody laugh, but, like, whenever I was, like, an actor in, like, a stage play, and I tried to be serious, it was really hard for me to do things seriously. Like, I just want to have fun, <laughs> I just want to make people laugh. Yeah. So, like, doing something almost dramatic or downright scary, even, it's a little bit out of my comfort zone, I think. Yeah, I would say so, too, for me, because, you know me, I like to make things cute. Yeah, and, and like... I can't really make decapitated heads cute. Maybe if you, you can throw, you you can throw like a little bow on them, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you can make them a little pretty. But I mean, it was it was kind of interesting. And we, we were talking with escape room players uh, in, in, the, in the valley, if you will, about like what kind of games that they wanted to play and games that they wanted to see. And always horror games seem to be the ones that they want to do the most. And that seems to be the ones of even locations that have closed down. Um, those are the rooms that people remember the most. Yeah, or at least it's the rooms that true. they gravitate towards the most, I think. Yeah, I would say so. Definitely horror is really big. I think, like, while 
the general player, like they're like just the normal player, would probably prefer King's Keep. I feel like there are so many people who are just hyped about the idea of a scary room that, like, while it's less, there's they're more likely to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I did a couple of talks at Fresno State the last couple of weeks, and like, I just want to throw that out there. Got to, got to, <laughs> got to throw out uh, that much positive energy wherever I can, right? Got to, yeah. got to glorify me a little bit. But um, every time, like, they didn't really seem that interested in our escape rooms, but. Every time I mentioned, oh, yeah, we have an R-rated room. Like, their ears perk up, their eyes open up, they start asking questions. It's really weird, but people people are interested by that. They want to see that, which is kind of interesting because I always thought that people were scared by escape rooms. Yeah, yeah. Right? I always thought that they didn't want to be scared, but... But maybe leaning into that has actually helped us in a way. Helped us a little bit, Like, while it probably does deter a good amount of people because I know so many people who don't do R-rated movies... Um, I don't understand it, <laughs> but uh, hey, I enjoy it. I'm, I, res- I'm I respect it, it yeah. you know. But yeah, there just just as there are so many people who don't watch R-rated movies, there are so many people who are very very hyped for them. Yeah, so they want to see something a little bit different, and like that scare factor was was pretty cool to kind of try to lean into for this room. I think that there are still a few more scares I want to add in, um, but really they're all superfluous. I think that we have a good job with it alone right now yeah but i do um, want to add more like effects and like creepy stuff yeah um, but anyway so as with every project yeah. i don't think that we ever fully are done with it it's just like like let's just keep adding keep adding a little bit more <laughs> just, a little bit a little bit more scares right but i mean luckily we've had arian um that's he's our assistant manager um arian's been great for this i think he's been great throughout the project So he used to um work for haunted fresno yeah and uh so he knows how to scare so we were like you know let's lean into that so we actually added a live scare towards the end of the game where our game masters will go in and scare you um and And for a lot of people it gets them it gets them them good i think it gets them like the very first few days when uh we were testing the game arian scared one group and they literally backed up way too hard into the wall and uh actually unplugged one of the uh things from the, or more like curb stomped it out of yeah the it was not unplugged they didn't, unplug they, didn't it. they didn't just yeah. walk oh i'm scared walk up and plug it no <laughs> they like curb stomped it that that power cord is broke yeah it was um, and then i was like arian you got to tone it down it's too much a little <laughs> just a little, <laughs> a little bit, bit. Uh, yeah. But luckily that did happen, yeah. so now there isn't a broken power cord in yeah. there. That was so probably that's... bound to break, but now like, yeah, now we know what it was. It's just it's just cool because happen. now we have this like um this dabbling into the live scare aspect, and then I will say potentially maybe that will eventually lead to like live acting in the room. Um, but it's we like to test the waters rooms, yeah. in certain ways before we do it. So this it's is not kind like we'd like add live actors to all of our rooms, our existing rooms. It's it's not like every oh, no, new room we'd, only we'd in have the to do it. But, I mean, I know that there is one idea in particular that we don't need to mention on the show. But there's one idea in particular that I'm like, that would be perfect for a live actor in the yeah. room. But I haven't seen any other escape rooms in the area have live actors in the rooms. Uh, there was one, the zombie room that used to be in town, that I've only heard bad things about. Uh, luckily, they're not around anymore, so I'm not talking crap. Uh, but it, it just... it's just the idea of, I think a lot of people don't like the idea of sharing a room with a stranger for the full hour. So the idea for us is just have them come in at the end and get the scare. Yeah. But we might try, you know, in the that future, in the future, might, might maybe be a little more bit different. or different or whatever. I, that sentiment always kind of like stuck out to me as a uniquely like escape room thing. Like people are weirded out with a random stranger in the room watching them. 
uh, but put that random stranger in a different room uh, in front of a computer screen with a mic that can hear everything in the room and something that's a lot more chill about it. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's true. <laughs> kind of weird, but... Kind of weird, but whatever, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I think that there were cool things that we did. There was cool... Uh, not necessarily tropes, but there were cool ideas that we were able to put into Cerebral yeah. that we haven't, like, explored before. Like, for instance, um, in Cerebral, there is a point where one of your party members gets kind of split up. And you guys have to work together to get back into, uh, get reunited. So um, we haven't tried anything like that before. And with that came quite a few challenges, but that also... That we didn't necessarily perceive. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. what if you send over somebody who doesn't communicate well? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that... Uh, yeah. Oof. Even on the thing, we say, send your best communicator who is the bravest. And they still don't. And they don't. They, they focus more on like, oh, who's the bravest, you know, but yeah. they're not necessarily the They focus the on the best. bravest, not who can communicate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is what I see. It, like the mere fact that you're going alone is Means that you have to rely scary. only on your own skills, which normally in our other escape rooms, you like if you can't do a certain uh, skill or a puzzle... You can always hand it off, but in that room, it, it really puts the pressure on that one person to make sure that they do it well. Yeah. I know that we've done some tweaking recently to try to, to lessen the... The burden. The weight not, Yeah, the weight, them, not the burden. Right? Yeah. Um, so, we'll, we'll see, but I mean, it's kind of interesting that we're able to explore that. And then, yeah. obviously, we have the... I really like the moment when they get reunited yeah. And, like, the the main group gets to see what that one person was seeing the entire time. And, like, and they're like, oh, the little light bulb moment yeah, goes off. And the light bulb moment goes off. makes sense for everybody involved. Um, so it's it's really interesting. Um, and other things that we got to do, there's the, the crawling section of that person. Um, <laughs> they We get to exploit a little bit of claustrophobia. And I don't I don't really want to exploit too many phobias, but that's an interesting one. That... Yeah, and, and I will say, like, if it was where everybody had to go in, I we probably wouldn't make it claustrophobic because we want our rooms to be as accessible as possible. But since it's just one person kind of crawling through this little area... Um, you know, obviously pick the person who's going to be comfortable with that. I always presume there's at least going to be one person who's okay with it. And if yeah. not, we can always just, you know, like walk them outside of the door and then yeah, into and the around second the other. Room. Yeah, we don't. Like, there's options. Like, we're not like crazy. We're not like, oh, we want to really make you scared. Yeah. Like, we, you we know. We want you to piss your pants. <laughs> like, we're, <laughs> we're not, not. We're not psychos. We want you to have we fun. We want you to have fun above all else. That's our main thing. It's like, let's make life fun, not make it hard for people. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was. it's kind of cool like being able to um lean into the claustrophobia part because i think when people see little crawl spaces they get a little excited because that's definitely a trope in a lot of movies yeah it's... it gives people anxiety <laughs> that makes some people well, excited excitement some... yeah. excitement yeah yeah yeah, yeah. E excitement is the same feeling as fear mm -hmm. it's just the perception of it so yeah it's the know. same same blade different side right yeah, but exactly. and i will say that we we were kind of successful in making a very very dark experience too for that one person who's alone we try to make that room like extremely dark. Yeah, like, like we you try can't to see much. There's like a little bit of light that gets in, but that was very intentional. In this room, we definitely played around with your like light as a tool, not yeah. necessarily just something that is given. Um, and I always laugh when people say like, "I can't read this" or something like that, because then I'm thinking, "Well, you're not supposed to." 
you know? Hmm, maybe maybe it's a little hard yeah. to read because it's dark and you just, yeah. like, it's kind of by design. Maybe yeah. you don't need to read it yet. Yeah, we know. did think of that. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I'm always befounded by some escape room players uh, and Clancy's Lodge, which I don't think is necessarily a dark room. We have plenty of lights in there. We have a, a relatively dim overhead light, but also plenty of, like, lamps, lamps and, and desk and, lights and you can and move everything. things. Like, we don't... And people things. were standing in the middle of the room saying, I can't read this. Yeah, and it's like, go, and go it's to like, the middle. Go to the desk. Or, yeah, go to the desk. Go to go, go, grab, go, grab a chair go at to the, the desk. We really like to play around with um, the light source in an environment and making sure that, like, you have your necessary tools. It's just how you use them. I think it gives it the right mood, too. Like, it yeah. looks different than not using just the overhead fluorescent lights. Like, actually using the, the lighting that would be present in the room, actually. Yeah. Makes the set look way better. Makes it look yeah. realistic. Yeah. And right? we really like to reward... Immersive. Uh, ...creativity. So, another thing that we did kind of differently was... Um, there is like a button in the room that you have to use to turn on a light for the person who is separated. Big spoiler here. <laughs> but I mean, we said at the beginning of the episode, so. What are you um, going to do? <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, we have like a light that uh, it only turns on when you're holding down the button. So either you have to have somebody there holding down the button or you have to get creative. Now, we gave you a tool um, that's not necessarily very obvious what it's used for, but we kind of want you to figure it out. And we would definitely even more so want you to get creative and maybe not even use the tool. Maybe you can find another way to keep the light on permanently. Um, whether that be like stuffing your shirt in between the, the box and the, the light or just something along those lines. Like we really just want to rework I, creativity. Yeah, I wanted to see people be creative and, um, it's kind of interesting because if you are creative, you get rewarded by using your hand. Like yeah. you don't have to stand still. You can do other stuff but a lot of people are willing to just be kind of stubborn and just stand there and hold the light the yeah. whole time and then you know? it's always funny because like we do have that tool that you can use it's it's like a little block that says helping hand and then i drew a hand on the uh, box that has the the button in it so you can just put it on and close the box and it has it works perfectly yeah to keep it on um but a lot of times people at the end will tell me like you know one thing i didn't like was having to hold the light the whole time and it's like you didn't have to and that's, I mean, I will say, like, that's kind of the thing that, uh, a big thing that I kind of designed the room around is that I wanted to explore choice in the room. And I wanted to see if we presented interesting choices to players, what would they choose? Not necessarily right or wrong, because I think that a lot of escape rooms, and I know that, like, even in the escape threshold that I made, there's specifically a part where there is no right or wrong answer, but you have options to choose from. And people, even though I say at the beginning of the escape, hey, some choices in here don't have any reflection on the gameplay. They're just for storytelling. People still get caught up. They still think, well, okay, if I choose maybe a different career path, we'll get a different um, puzzle or story or beat or whatever. Like Which but would be cool, but that's probably cool for idea. another day. But man, that would be, that'd be an insane game yeah, to yeah. make for free. But <laughs> I think that... I think that, that just seeing what choices people make and what choices they don't make uh, is kind of like the big thing for me on, on like how I designed the game from the get-go is like I wanted to make sure that there was a big climatic ending and there would always be a choice um, and we'd tell you throughout the game, you get to choose this. You get to choose who holds the button. You get to choose who goes in the vent. You get to choose who gets fried at the end of the game. Uh, you can make a lot of choices, and there is still even more choices that I wanted to add in the game that we just simply had to cut. Otherwise, it would be a two-hour-long game. Yeah. 
Um, but I think I think that it was interesting, and because of that, we were able to get multiple endings, which I we haven't made yeah. any escape room that has multiple endings other than you die or you escape, right? Yeah, and this one it's like very subtle, so it's not like I don't think really anybody has gotten the hidden ending yet but just the fact that it's there i feel like is really kind of special just having some sort of thing some some other option and oh my gosh i'm so excited one day for when somebody gets it we've had a few groups get really really close but um they read at the beginning of the game they're like hey huh all right that's interesting i'll (laughs) use that later and then they don't um but i mean we might change that a little bit we might make a little bit more obvious that there is a choice at the end but so far, I think it's just interesting just seeing how people are quickly just accepting what's right in front of them, right? Yeah. Even though we're telling them, hey, don't accept what you're reading. Don't yeah. accept, like, what's right in front of you. Look around and think a little bit more about everything that's been told yeah. to you. And then so another new thing that we're doing this time around is um, we made kind of like a display area that you can't necessarily get into. It's just for, like, a visual Um, And that was really cool because now we get to, you know, put things in there that we normally probably wouldn't be able to put in the room because people, we don't want people to mess with it. So I have wanted a shotgun, a double barreled (laughs) shotgun in Clancy's Lodge mounted for so long. But we just know that someone's going to mess with it. Yeah, I wanted a chainsaw in the cabinet that you could, you could see, maybe not look at, but see, but people would still drive. We had, we used to have an elk antler. Yeah. Uh, in Clancy's Lodge, way up high, telling people, you don't have to go for it. Literally pointing to it and saying, you don't need to get to that. Yeah. And we don't have an ant- antlers in there anymore because people Mess with messed it. with yeah. it and took it down and it shattered. So, yeah. like, and then I, this is why if we can't I have good things. remember at some point for Kink's Keep, we wanted to have a display that had, like, all these murder items that the uh, executioner would use, like medieval, yeah. medieval torture items. But again, we couldn't do that just because we knew people would mess with it. So the diorama aspect where it's fenced off, we say don't put your hand through the, you know, through the fence, the links. Um, and because of that, we've been able to, you know, play around with what things are displayed in the room. And it gives it a different kind of feel. And it's, it gives it's it more, more, yeah. um, more storytelling through through the room. Right. Yeah. Like more environment storytelling. I think that that's probably one of the things that you like. I'm not going to assume that this is what you like the most. But I think that the diorama is something that you're probably the most proud of of just yeah. how good it looks yeah um i think that that's definitely worthy of your pride yeah um i want to add more i want to just that we want to add yeah. more that's the <laughs> yeah i want to so right now we have like a dummy in there but i really really at some point when we think it's uh you know viable i want to add one of those really fancy hollywood dummies that look like real people or yeah. something along those that lines. look like an actual body that would be make it really react cool. and everything yeah like make it move and stuff like that but anyway so that was something new that we did and i think the probably the last the last new thing that we can talk about is the puzzles themselves um yeah for this game we really leaned into cooperation and communication Um, I think the two kind of like star puzzles that stand out to me for this new room are are completely based on that. You have to cooperate and communicate. And there's one point in the game where it literally seems like you're all working like you you need at least three to four people to do this one puzzle. Um, And that's why it makes it really special is because you're communicating, you're working together um, to save a patient. Save save someone's life, which is pretty cool. Like I I really like it when. I, I try to make it that there's like, uh, I, I use this in the game. Uh, I try to make a convergence puzzle, at least one in every room, 
where there is a critical moment that happens and no matter what you're doing, no matter where you're at in the room, everybody comes together and looks at the one problem Mm -hmm. at the same time. And I always try to incorporate that. I think I did it probably the best in Cerebral. Yeah, I think... Continually throughout, there are things that pull everybody's eyes towards the same idea, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it it comes out really cool and fun. And uh, one game in particular kind of has like a... uh, like a rock band kind of part where it's like a rhythm puzzle. It's funny that you say rock band. It was entirely based on Guitar Hero, though. Yeah, well, entirely. Based I'm on a guitar rock hero. band girl. You mm-hmm, were a Guitar mm-hmm. Hero boy, and yeah, so it's because I'm a rebel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so um, that one's just a lot of fun because you have one person doing that, you have another person administering medicines, another person. You have another person panicking in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hitting submit. Um, but yeah, so that one's really fun. It always makes me laugh too because at the end. Uh, inevitably like I've heard it a few times or someone will make the joke of like well I didn't know I was gonna have to be a doctor I didn't know I need a doctorate you know? <laughs> didn't know we're gonna need that for an escape room <laughs> but I so. think I think that's about it with Cerebral I mean it's it's great uh, I know that when we first launched it I I know that the first couple play tests we were really we we're burnt we were stressed out of our minds yeah. we we're working on very little sleep working on very little food. Yeah. Um, things well, weren't let, great for Let us. me just say that, like, so the first few tests, like, all of the electronics were failing. And it was very stressful because we didn't know why. Literally everything that involved an electromagnetic lock was not working. We assumed and, that we needed, like, an electrician to come out. Yeah, we were worried that so the, it was, like, losing power or something. But it was hilarious because we rebuilt pretty much every one of the electronic puzzles um, from the ground up after that first initial test, and they still weren't working. And finally, um, Freddie, our electronics uh, guru, <laughs> he uh, decided that we needed a diode on all the maglocks, and literally it was a two-second fix for every single one that fixed them all, and it was so much time wasted. But you know what? We learned a, lot of a big lesson, and yeah. the stress, as soon as the first one worked flawlessly, I felt it just melt away. Yeah. The as stress soon, just went As soon away. as the game acted and like as we intended it to like that's when i started to have fun again yeah yeah. Uh, and it took way too long to get there so i think like there are like i said in the last episode there are things that we are having to learn now that we can apply for future projects um so that way yeah that way we don't get like yeah, if that there's again. one if there's one electronic advice i could give to everybody is that to remember to put a diode on your maglocks do it just do it get it over with <laughs> stick a fork in it and call it done all yeah. right well I think that's about it for Cerebral. Um, Any other notes you want to leave off on, Kia? No, I I don't think so other than come out and play and see if you can beat the room. It's pretty difficult from what we hear. So I think it's really fun for enthusiasts. I think it's it's really a room made for enthusiasts, if anything. I think King's Keep is is perfect for first-timers, both to next-gen as well as to escape rooms in general. But once you kind of know what we have to offer and how how we make our rooms and games here... That's going to be the one I think that people are going to remember for a long time. Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right. Well, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, or just want to tell us about your day, nextescapeshow at gmail.com. Like and subscribe. Thank you. I'm Calvin. That's Kiara. We're out. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing a long. I'm not going to do a, a two-minute. I'm not. You're going to do a two-minute long outro. Go ahead and just send it. Just send it. Goodbye. Just send it. Goodbye. Goodbye.